Guys right. invest. I don't care if you're buying lots because you may buy a lot for five ten thousand dollars and you see now in Greenville you cannot get a lot for less than what maybe sixty seventy thousand dollars so think if you bought bought a lot for ten thousand held on to it and then down the road a hundred percent there you go a hundred percent right yeah hundred percent hey guys welcome back to another episode of elevate a podcast for driven real estate professionals today guys i'm excited to share with you our conversation that i'm about to have with tanisha duckett from the property bar tanisha how you doing i'm pretty good how about yourself i'm good i'm good so i first want to say before we get started uh, we've loved working with you and working with your team and working with your uh with with uh with your agents you guys have a great culture thank you so much it, we love working with you guys too yeah y'all have an amazing team so <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you yeah thank you so much so um tanisha i'm, I'm excited to share your story with everybody. Uh, I've got lots of little things I want to talk about in the conversation, but let's start out with who is Tanisha Duckett and how'd you get into real estate? Tanisha Duckett is a mom, wife, entrepreneur, and just someone that I think, you know, love adventure. Yes. <laughs> Living yes, on a wild side. Yes. Um, I got into real estate um, really young. I think I was maybe 22, I guess. If really? You call it young. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, I, I just had a passion for it. Just growing up, I just, people probably have heard this, some may not, but I just felt like I wanted to help people achieve the American dream and real estate was my, my way of doing that. And so I pursued a career in real estate. So did you, I started. did you realize when you were that young? I, so there, there are a lot of now people who, who are in real estate understand this, but people mm -hmm. who aren't often don't. Real estate is basically the way to build generational wealth, Correct. right? I mean, yes. for, even for just the average, just buying your own home, the 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 simple act of buying your home, you know, selling it at a higher price than you bought it, building equity in a home, like that whole process, that's basically how most every American builds some kind right. of, of wealth, right? Um, did you realize that early on, like when no, you were in your 20s? I did not realize oh, okay, that. Okay. So my biggest thing was like- I didn't know that. Yeah, I no, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, my biggest thing was seeing people like, you know, grow up in the home and go to off to college and come back home and have that same room and just having that stability. Mm. I wanted to, to see people have stability. The people I was around and myself included just moved around. And that was my passion for getting into real estate to help people, mm. you know, oh, that's get into real estate. That's yeah. very cool. Okay. So you're in it, you're in your twenties, mm -hmm. you get started as a, as a young uh, agent yourself. Oh, right? no, you want to tell you really, well, it's going to tell my age, but that was around the time of the market crash. Oh, no kidding. No <laughs> yeah. kidding. So we're talking 08, 09. Oh, yep. Like that's that's when you started in yeah. real estate? No way. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So so that didn't scare you? Like I didn't know at the time. Like when got I got it. into it, it was just like everything was kind of moving. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, the crash. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was I was doing great. Like as a, a new agent out the gate, I was, you know, getting for sale by owners, getting expired listings. I had yeah. write ups, um, you know, being a listing agent of the month. So it was going good. Yeah. And yeah, the crash happened. So I, I didn't intend to talk about this, but I yeah. actually think that this is an interesting point to make. People who are in real estate. Who are good, mm -hmm. know how to do business regardless of the market. Yeah. Do, do you believe that? I do. And, and it sounds like you experienced that firsthand, right? Yeah. It's like you got in 08, 09, literally the wall, the world and real estate is, is falling apart. Right. And you're like, like, let me, let me go find some expired <laughs> listings, right? Like, let me, let me, let me go, let me go find some FISBOs. Well, let me work honest. with some owners. At like, that point I did it for a while and then I did go back to work and mm -hmm. I kept my license and I did real estate on the side, right. but I knew 
that real estate was my passion and I couldn't let it go. Yeah. So, and I wanted to do it full time. So I had to get back into it and do it right. Uh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So you, so you come back to it after working for a little while mm -hmm. and you say, Hey, I want to make this my full time gig. Right. Uh, about when was that? How long ago was that? Um, that was in 2016. Okay. 2016. It was yeah. 2016. So I had my license all that time. You know, we were, you know, doing some real estate on the side, my husband and I doing some investing and I'm still selling houses, you know, but not at the rate that I'm currently doing it at. So what made you decide, Hey, I, I want to do this. Like I, I want to build my team. I want to build the property bar. I want to like hang my own sign on the door. Freedom, mm. freedom and helping people. That was like the biggest thing. And I just knew for me personally, corporate wasn't for me. I just felt like I kind of wasn't getting what I wanted out of it. Didn't feel fulfilling. It, it wasn't fulfilling. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And so you said, hey, I'm going to go full, full fledged into this. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing was, luckily, I was with a local company and they let me go part time because I was scared at this point. Oh, that's because, amazing. Yeah. I had a family. I'm like, yeah. you know, it's, it's really 100 percent commission. So I want to make sure that I can still take care of my family. So um I went part time. I got an office right up the street from where I was working. So on my lunch break, right out the work, I would go up there and work. And then it got to a point where I was hiding in closets <laughs> at, at work and like in the bathroom, taking phone calls and sending emails. And I'm like, OK, Tanisha, it's time to go. So, yeah, that's cool. I had to hang that's, it up. That's very cool. So so what was it like building your own team? Like that's, that's something, again, I'll, I'll go back cause I, you really do have a great culture yeah. in, in your, in your place and with the agents that work with you, it really is something that I feel like is pretty unique. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a very supportive culture it is. that I've noticed. Um, and, and they all, they all work very, very hard and they all feel like I've seen a lot of brokerages where mm -hmm. it feels very competitive. Really? Right. Like where, where I'll walk in and it, and it feels a little bit cutthroat. And I think some of that's kind of built into the, to the culture intentionally, mm -hmm. but it doesn't really feel like that with, with the people who you've surrounded yourself with. Right. So I'm just curious, was that difficult to build? No. Was that intentional on your part to build a, a cooperative team uh, effort? It was, I think it's almost like an attraction. Like maybe it was something that they wanted. And that's definitely what I wanted in my, my brokerage is I wanted to have people feel like family. I wanted everyone to look out for each other, help each other, because mm. that's how we all grow. Yeah. Like we got to be supportive. And so that was huge for me. So when they did come in, I just, you know, let them know, hey, this is this is the type of atmosphere. This is the culture that we have here. And would this be a good fit for you? I love and that. And so, yeah, I love that. So what I'm pulling from that is you kind of have a very candid conversation up front, yep. right? When, when agents come and they say, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of interested in joining this team. You know, can we sit down and talk? You're very upfront with what it is you guys stand for absolutely, and what it is you guys believe in the values that yep. you guys have. Right. And if it's a good fit, it's a good fit, but it may not be a good fit. It may not. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think that's big, you know, in every business that I've ever been a part of, what I've found is that communication like that mm -hmm. generally solves most every problem. Right. Oh God. Communication clear, is so important. Clear yeah. and candid, kind, yep. but kind and candid communication up front that says, hey, these are the expectations. Mm -hmm. This is what we expect. Like uh, this is this is how we work and this is this is this is how we think about things. Right. And if this resonates with you, then this would be the a great place for you. But if it doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. But this might not be the best fit. Exactly. Right. Yep. That's cool. And that's how it works. And and so far it's been great. And everybody know the company and like I said, they they're family oriented. That's we can, cool. you know, do things together. We can have outings. If you need anything, we have like, you know, a group chat that's, you know, hey, I need somebody to show a property for me. 
step up. Somebody will definitely step up or I need this or if they need me, it's like availability. Like we're all supporting each other to grow our businesses. Yeah, 100 percent. So I want to ask you. In your experience, because you've been at this uh, full-fledged 26, long time, right? Yeah. Like a lot longer than most <laughs> other agents, right? Like, yeah. like, cause the typical time frame for most agents is what, a three, year, three one years, to three, years. Two, three yeah. years, you know? So what, what have you discovered in your journey of building your business mm-hmm. that has allowed you to stay in it, but also grow? That's allowed you to, to have a successful uh, real estate business. I think knowing um, how to prospect for one. Mm. I think that's very important. That's a big part of the business is prospecting, um, cultivating your your clientele, staying in communication. Um, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, no, it's OK. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so prospecting customer service. And customer that's another service. big one, too. Yeah. So those have been tremendous in helping me grow my business and, you know, keeping my, my clientele coming. Okay, that's amazing because yeah. you're the first person who's talked about customer service. Oh God, it's so yeah. important. Yeah, well, and I think I, I think it is, and of course, I, th- I think everybody who has a successful business understands that customer service is important. Mm-hmm. But how do you think about customer service? I'm I'm curious. How do you how do you try to infuse a high level of customer service into every transaction? Into being available, being empathetic, being caring, and just being there for them like it makes a huge difference. I've like I've had so many clients tell me, and they know I have tons of clients going on at one time and they say Tanisha I feel like I'm your only client because I'm available yeah you know I'm talking to you like you're my friend or you're my family like by the end of each transaction I have like a new family member Mm. that's how tight you know we we've grown over you know the month two months or however long we've been working together like we're like family right right uh and and it you know, customer service is a very broad, kind of a mm-hmm. very broad term, which basically means to to, to help. You mm-hmm. know, when when they reach out and they need something, that you're available there yeah. to help them. I'm kind of curious: is there? And again, you could take a minute to think about this because Jonathan can edit this however you need to. But okay. like, is there a story or something that you can think of in the last like six months, like something kind of concrete that says, "Hey, this is this is how I was able to provide a great level of customer service." And this is what came out of that. I have one going on actually right now. This young lady, um, she wanted a contract a few months ago. And when I say working so hard to get her house Hmm. and I, I will do everything I can. Like, and I tell my clients, if you need me to call the lender, if you need me to, to send documents for you, whatever it takes, I'm going to be that support system for you. We're going to work together. And that's my thing too. When I first meet them, we're a team. Hmm. So we're going to do what it it takes to, to get to the finish line. Hmm. And so they can call me. I usually stop about nine (laughs) because I have big kids. So, you know, sure. If I'm not doing anything, but you know, they can call me Tanisha, you know, thank you so much for listening or, you know, thank you so much for your help because I'm, I'm going to help you at the end of the day. I'm going to provide that service to you now, you know, I'm doing what I can. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and and I think for the average person who's trying to buy or sell, mm-hmm. for the average person, the the real estate transaction as a whole, it, it is fairly intimidating. Yeah. Do you do you kind of sense that when you say that, when you say, "Hey, we're in this as a team. We're going to get through this. If a bump comes up in the road, I'm going to help you over that bump." Do you do you have a sense that 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 helps relax them a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely feel like that, and I tell them too that you know every step of the way we're going to work this thing out and and mindset and i tell them about mindset too because some people you know depending on the transaction can get frustrated i'm like it's all about your mindset so we're not going to think negatively Mm. we're going to think this thing positive that it's going to work out you know 
watch what you say and we're going to keep rolling until we we get a no or we get to closing yeah. and majority of the time we're closing for yeah. sure yeah yeah that's that's amazing yeah well and i think setting again it goes back to communication mm-hmm. like I, I feel like there's there's themes that keep popping up like in in conversations and with uh, top producers who are who are really doing great things but you know when you're building a team clear and consistent communication mm-hmm. on what to expect what's coming up what yep. the next you know what what the next most important step is to get to the to get to the finish line that's important with your team members that's important with the crew that you're building mm-hmm. but it's also important with your clients right Absolutely. like i mean it, it pretty much is the same thing that they don't know what the next step is in most cases they don't really know what to expect or or how to get to the how to get to point b so you kind of become that guide for them and that's that's what what it seems like you're you're doing so well yes and i have systems in place to actually help with that so we actually depending on buyer seller we have a consultation they have all this information that i provide i go through with them and then provide it to them and then also follow up with email this is the next step this is what you can expect and they know what's going on the whole step of the way. That's very cool. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about that system? Was it, Do you feel like you tweak that system a lot? I do. I don't know how I came up with it. It just worked. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's perfect. Like, I, I love it. So even from the consultation standpoint, you know, after meeting with somebody, you get an email from me. Thank you for meeting with me. I look forward to working with you. This is what you can expect. And, you know, when you go into contract, there's another email that goes out. Congratulations, you know, on your new home or, you know, getting your home under contract. And, you know, before closing, you get in a closing email. So it's communicate. And then that's between all the other communication that we're having throughout the process. Hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, well, and and obviously building good systems allows mm-hmm. you to be able to handle more business. So yeah. there's the obvious advantage there. Absolutely. But one thing that I think a lot of people miss on when it comes to systems that you're doing so well is that a good system allows every customer or every client that you have to have a similar uh, high quality experience, that right? That is, yep. Because it, it's just, I I gotta say like, it's funny because I, I experience this a lot as an entrepreneur myself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not an agent, I'm not, I'm not a broker. But what's interesting is that really any small business like we're all in mm-hmm. has a lot of similarities in how the business operates and works. And I always think to myself that the mark of a great business is when you can provide the same high quality experience over and over and over and over, regardless of the situation, regardless of the person, regardless of the place, regardless of the time, right? And really the only way that you can get there is by having a great system in place. You know what I mean? That you can fall back on. And that's my goal is I want everybody that I come in contact with to have the same or similar experience. I want them to have a great experience. When I, when they close on their house, whether buying or selling, I want them to say, okay, this was a great experience. Let me tell my family, friends, coworkers, or whoever, 100%. go to Tanisha. She's going to give you the best service. A hundred percent. Yeah. So smart. My goodness. So smart. Uh, did it take a long time to build those systems? No, it just happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Happened. When I got back into it, I know it just kind of fell into place. Like, I think I did go to school for business, so I feel like my degree helped me in a sense. And yeah. then working in customer service for many years, I feel like it all just kind of took its course yeah. over time. Yeah, you know, that's amazing. I do feel like that for, for, for a lot of agents, that's probably one of the biggest pieces that's always missing. Mm-hmm. They always feel, they always feel like they're uh, trying to keep their head above water. They always feel like they're struggling to keep everybody happy. They always feel like, you know, they can't get 
uh, over just consistent problems that they have day in and day out. Yeah. And uh, and one of the things I'll, I'll share with agents a lot is um, there's a there's a book uh, and I can't remember the name of the book, but it they essentially talk about the concept of swimming upstream, right? So mm. like if you have a problem, essentially just swim upstream or get upstream and then do what you need to do to solve that problem right. from happening again. And so that's for for me in my business, that's something that I've tried to take to heart is that when something comes up. If it's a one off one time thing, I don't pay much attention to it, but I do track it. Right. And if it happens twice, okay, now this is a thing. So like, let's get upstream, let's figure out why that happened and let's see what kind of system we can put in place mm -hmm. or kind of process that we can put in place to kind of prevent that from happening again. You right. Know? And I get to live a, a lot less stressful life that way. I agree. Like, I feel like for sure, I all I had was an office admin, and we'll just say just last year in general, office admin and myself. Um, I probably did about 50 transactions. Whoa. And the only stressful thing for me was having multiple closings on the same day. Everything yeah. else just kind of fell in place. I didn't feel like, you know, I was working super hard. I felt like I wasn't doing enough. Mm. That was the crazy part. Like, I felt like I could be doing more, mm. you know? And great systems allow you to feel that way. It allows me to feel that way. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's amazing. Well, so talk to me for a second about what's probably the the biggest. We you mentioned prospecting a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. so I want to I want to kind of dial in on prospecting for a second. I think that one of the other interesting things about real estate professionals agents uh, in general is that oftentimes it's a second career or a third career. Mm -hmm. It's not super often that somebody leaves college and goes straight into real estate. Now, it kind of has happened last few years because yeah. things have been like really popping. But but for the most part, second, third career, right? Mm -hmm. Typically, people are coming from other jobs and other careers where they are a W-2 person, right? right? Like they, they kind of fill a role. They're kind of told what to do when they walk in. They're kind of doing that thing from 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning until mm -hmm. 5. And then you leave that and you go into real estate and like you're responsible for putting your own food on the table. Right. Absolutely. And so it's a very different, it's a very different place to live. And what most people don't understand is it really comes down to how good at prospecting you become. Right. Like that's, that's, that's top, top line with like spending time on it every single day. What, what are the revenue generating activities that you're spending time on day in and day out? In, the, in that prospecting game. So talk to me a little bit about that because this is huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that for most agents, this is the thing. It's, this is this is what they're wanting definitely the thing. If yeah. you want to stay in business and you want to have business, you have to prospect. Right. So you have to make those phone calls. You have to, you know, follow up. Like it's the biggest thing that you can do in your business because if you don't follow up, somebody else will. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And you're going to lose somebody that you could have had. That's right. You know, and got to the closing table, but you wasn't there to follow up. That's right. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, your your cold calling, um, your email campaigns, like your door knocking, like all of that should be a thing every single day. You should be time blocking your day. I don't care if it's 10 to 12, you should be prospecting for new clients and following up with old uh people that you've worked with before or have not gotten to the closing table. So let's get, let's get a little bit tactical with that. Cause yeah. I agree with you. I think that's so important. Talk to me about cold calls. Like for you, how does that work? Okay. So I have a customer service background. So what I feel works for me, I don't per se use a script. I know that may be, you know, not somebody else's thing, but sure. I want it to come off as a friendly situation because I know personally if somebody called me and they was like, hey, this is Tanisha with the property bar, I'm probably 
will not have a conversation with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. But if I call you and say, hey, may I speak with, with Jonathan or Nathan? Um, you're going to be like, oh, who is this? And then we're going to pick up that conversation and I'm going to tell you what I want. And then we're going to go. That's and amazing. I can, you know, get the appointment. Yeah, that's amazing. Pers- feeling personalized. Yeah. Right. That's important. Is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Nobody wants to work. I, this is definitely a thing as we're moving into the new generation. Most people want to work with uh, people want to do business with people. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right. Most people do not want to do business with a corporation or, you know, a faceless, a faceless, uh, a faceless a broker, for instance, right. you know, where, you know, a, um, where they don't know who the person is that they're going to be doing business with. I mm-hmm. think that that's I think it's huge. I, I'm going, I'm trying to figure out, I'm beating right. I'm trying to figure out the best way to say that. Cause I think it's huge when you are connecting with people, you have to connect it's the connection. with people. It's yeah. the connection. Right. And I often feel like the agents who do this really the best are that they're able to build the teams that, that have the most transactions mm-hmm. that, that are ha- happening day in and day out. They tend to be able to uh, be really, really good at, uh, making a personal connection with somebody Mm -hmm. and then trying to figure out how they can help them. Right. Right. Like what, what's, what's the thing that, what's your pain point? What's the thing that you're struggling with and how can I, how this is, this is how I can help you with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, how many cold calls are you trying to do a day? Well, and I know it's not always the same. It's not always the goal. At least, you know, 50. Wow. 50 a day, a day, 50 a day. Because if you're time blocking your day, you know, you can get that in a hundred percent. Yeah. And you have to shut everything up else off you can't like oh i'm answer text messages or if somebody call me and pick it up you have to focus on your time blocking and doing your calls a hundred percent yeah that is so good you gotta focus otherwise you're not gonna get it done yeah well and that's the other thing like i I talk to a lot of agents and i feel like a lot of agents kind of go into the office and they're like well i did my work for today it's like no you just walked into an office right And that's the thing, too. You have to do income-producing activities. So you go in the office and you're like, la, 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 la. But what are you doing (laughs) that's income-producing? That's right. You know what I mean? Like, you have to know the difference. And I think that's one thing coming into real estate for people that have had a nine-to-five is making that transition. But you have to have that business mindset. You have to understand that now you are a business. Although you're working under a brokerage, this is your business. That's right. And what you put into it is what you get out. Get out of it. you come in here and you spend an hour doing... I don't know, surfing the web, you're not going to make any money. Yeah. Or if you're not sending out mailers or whatever the case, you're not going to make any money. Right. So it's actually changing your mindset and understand that you are now business owner and you have to put your business out there in order to get business. So marketing. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. That's so good. Talk to me about follow up. Oh gosh. Follow up is so important. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, I, I try to do it every day. Um, so for me, I have consultations with everybody. So I have um, a CRM. I put them in a CRM or I have it my paper. So I do it both ways. Mm. And I'm following up. I'm making notes every day. And, hey, what is going on? So if it's, you know, I'm not ready to sell right now or um, I have to get something off my credit. Okay, well, let me know when you do that or, you know, if you need to get a credit card. Like, we're having these conversations all the time. So they're not getting sidetracked and falling off the bandwagons, you know, upset because it's going to take them a little while to get into our house or whatever the case. I'm, I'm encouraging them. Hmm. You're doing great. Hmm. Don't worry about it. You're going to be in the house really soon. 
And it's just keeping that follow up going with every single person that I've met with to try to get them to the closing table. What do you say to an agent who's sitting there thinking to themselves, I, I hate following up because I hate feeling like I'm annoying somebody? Uh, until they tell you, don't call them or don't email them. Yeah. <laughs> Reach out to those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, that's a, I think that's a good point. We actually have this conversation here in the studio often, I think, uh -huh. where it's like, hey, people are just busy. Yeah. Right. Just because you don't hear back yet or just because you don't have it until they say, hey, I'm not interested or they say, hey, I don't want this help or I don't right. want this service or uh, like, obviously, we don't want to bug people or, or, or you know, we don't want to be annoying. Right. But until we have an answer, until we know what it is that they need or what they what they want, we, we're going to keep following gotta up. Keep following we got to keep we get you got to keep reaching out to yes. them and you got you got you got to keep giving those calls. You got to keep sending those emails. Yeah. Um, uh, so what talk to me about the system that you kind of have behind that. Is there like a certain period of time that you would recommend a new agent? So like you make, let's say that they do some cold calls. Mm -hmm. Let's say that they don't get them on the phone. It goes straight to voicemail, right? What, how, how often are you following up? Are you, if is they it next day, next week? That person at all, give them, you know, two to three days, two to three days. Yeah. Gotcha. So, cause I don't want you to bug me either, but right. follow me right back that next day, but give me two to three days, you know, Hey, just follow up. Um, I I didn't reach you or whatever, 100%. and then find a different time to call. So if you didn't get them that time, try another time and see if they're available. A hundred percent. To see right. if you can get them on the phone. That's yeah. that's a that's a great suggestion. You don't get in the second time, another two or three days, or you give them a week, two weeks. Another two or three days. Another two or three days. Yeah. Gotcha. So you're just kind of spacing it out mm -hmm. every two or three days. Do you typically send an email with the phone call? Like if you don't get them on the phone, you leave a voice and you send an email. So to I try to switch it up. So because a lot of people nowadays they like to text. Yeah. Or they like to email. So if you're not getting them on the phone, text them an email. And most of the time you'll get a response. That's interesting. Do, yeah. you, do you typically get more responses you feel like through text message than you do yeah. uh, through conventional email or anything else? Email and text. Email and text. Is the biggest. Gotcha. People don't want to talk on the phone anymore. Right. So get them where they are. Right. Go where they are. Right. That's so. that's that's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, talk to me for just a second. So so you've done, you've, you've spent your time doing those revenue generating activities mm -hmm. like doing your cold calls. Uh, you've, you've got, uh, you've got your emails that went out. Mm -hmm. So now you're setting up appointments, right? Listing mm -hmm. appointments, buyers, whatever. Um, talk to me a little bit about how you, how do you establish a great, cause you're very personable. Like even now, like when we walk in, every time we see each other, you just bring a smile on my face. Cause that's the kind of like, you're just very kind, right? Thank you. You're very open. You're very welcoming. How do you, I, I know some of it, you might not be able to answer this, but how do you work? with a new person that you've that's ne that you never met before how do you work to establish that kind of that kind of relationship like some kind of foundational relationship from the beginning i treat them like people they're like friends when they come in so if if i've set up a consultation i know nothing about this person so they come into my office and i'm like hey how you doing like how's your day like you know and it's not like a business how's your day or how's things going it's conversation yeah. And so it's like loosening them up. And then a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I came. I was so nervous to come talk to you, but I feel better now. Yes. Because I'm having this conversation and we're it's like old friends. Yes. It's not like business, business, business. But and I go through an answer question, um, go through my, you know, spiel with them. Do you have questions? You know, make sure you have questions. And I ask questions to them. Do you have anything for me? And it's just like keeping it personable. Yeah. And it helps. I think lot. I think that's a very under underrated mm -hmm. way to build a relationship. Just ask questions. Right. And I, it's so weird to me that there's a lot of people out there who just 
don't do that. They just don't. Questions. They just don't ask questions. Like they would much rather just sit across the table and just not talk. And make it conversational too, <laughs> yeah, though. It's it like right. if it's conversational and it's just flowing, it doesn't seem like, you know, business. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But you're getting the answers that you need to to help this person. A hundred percent. I think fundamentally, and I've always believed this, even when I was a teacher, fundamentally, everybody, there is there are things that we have in common. Mm-hmm. Like you and I, we've got lots of common. We probably yeah. have more in common than we even know right. that we do, right? <laughs> we just haven't asked each other enough questions to figure out what that is. Yep. And I always encourage agents, when you're sitting down with your prospects, when you're sitting down with clients, just ask questions. Mm-hmm. Just ask questions. Try to find that common ground, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes it's harder with some people than others, right? right? Like some people talk less and it's hard to kind of get there, but I promise you, you can get there. You can get there. You can get there. Just keep asking questions, right? If you kind of hit a little bit of a brick wall and you're like, well, I don't, that interest that they have, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about football, right? So like, I I don't, I need to stop talking about, I I can't, I can't relate (laughs) to them on a level. So let's talk about something else, right? Let's find, Hey, did you see that thing that just opened up in in Simpsonville the other day? Like you can find a way to, to find some common ground with somebody. It just takes asking questions questions. and just being persistent. That's it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Tanisha, this has been really amazing. Thank you. This has been like very helpful to see how you've done things and how you've been able to build such a great business with a property bar. Um, the last question that I, I have for you, I'm, I'm curious, do you, do you, do you read? Do you, do you, I do. Okay. Do you Not have, much as I, I should, <laughs> but I do. Well, even I don't read as much as I should, <laughs> but I'm curious, like what's, what's been a, a super inspirational um, book. What's like been your favorite business book? That's, um, that's fanatical a- prospecting. Okay, is one. Um, I'm gonna screw this title up. It's how to win, influence people. How to win friends and influence people. That one. Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Um. Yes. And um, golly, and it's another one. It's a thick red book, but I cannot think of what it's called. But it was a really good book. It's kind of dated, but the information is really good. So sorry. I'm no, it's okay. It's all right. Power or something. Yeah, let, yeah. Send me a text. Let me know. I'll, like I'll when, you know. When, when you see it at the house, send yeah. me a text and let me know. The last thing, the last thing before we go is, uh, I just remembered this. I am really surprised at how often I come across agents who do not invest in real estate. <laughs> <sighs> Yes. I'm like, I'm like, I thought that was the reason you're doing this. <laughs> like yes. if I was to become an agent myself, that's a hundred percent. The only reason I would, would do it, right. Yeah, is, is to be able to have, you know, for all the reasons, <clears throat> excuse me, but talk to me a little about that. So your, your husband's a builder himself, which He's is interesting. Yep. You guys have a, a little, a little portfolio going in Greenville of, yep. um, long-term, uh, do you have a, f- take me through your portfolio because okay. I'm not entirely sure what you have. <laughs> so um, we actually started out with fix and flips. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, we've done quite a bit of those and then um, my husband moved over and got his builder's license. So cool. we're doing some new construction and some renovations as well. And for us, um, we've built, um, we're buying like lots all over the place if we can, so we can oh. build as much as possible and i have uh, we do have a short-term rental yeah so you guys just started that yeah i, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I walked you, you had us come photograph it and it was interesting because i walked yeah. up and i was like is this is this one of your long-term rentals and she's like no i'm starting as a short-term rental yeah. i was like yes yeah that's I'm, amazing oh my god it was scary but exciting at the same time so it's up and running now and, and it's doing well it's doing well it's doing very well so that's great so why do you invest in, sh- in, in real estate because i know that investing in real estate is you create generational wealth and it's where most millionaires become millionaires 100%. Investing in real estate. So we have to be here. We have to be present. 
So uh, the reason I started the real estate media business mm -hmm. is because I wanted to be closer to real estate. Oh wow! It's because I wanted to understand real estate. And when my wife and I, we were we were kind of in the process of of kind of building our portfolio, mm -hmm. and I was like, so what's something I could do where I kind of have first access to properties oh, as smart. they go on the market. <laughs> and I'm smart. like, uh oh, what if I'm like, cause I, cause I had already had like, experience in the media business already. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if we do the photography? Like what if- And you do it so well, by the way. Oh, well, thanks, like, thanks. Love your thanks. But like, but like, what if, what if we were kind of the ones that got to see the properties before they actually hit the MLS, yeah. right? And it was that that was kind of the inspiration for starting Crossgate. That is amazing. Was because we are kind of first and foremost, we're real estate investors. And we thought, how, how could we how could we get access to more properties before anybody else mm -hmm. does? And so that's kind of how we how we started this whole thing. Um, and yeah, I think it's 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 How's so, it been so far. Oh, it's been, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, the the you're you're so right about building wealth. It, mm -hmm. it was really interesting when I left teaching. I Googled. Uh, what careers most millionaires have, right? And the statistic, I can't remember it now, but the statistic is like insane. It's, it's like insane. 75, it's yeah. 80% of millionaires in, in, in the country are all in real estate. Right. Every single one of them. Yep. Right. And then that's when I kind of went down the rabbit hole of going, okay, so wait a minute. Well, well how, why? Right. Yeah. And then once you start to understand that a lot of these people are really just small time investors like you and I, you know, we're not like some big institutionalized, you know, right. uh, uh, business that's going out there and scooping up hundreds of properties or building high rise, you know, hotels or what, like in my head, a real estate investor, that's who that is. Right. And, that's what you think, and yeah. it, and it took me a long time to understand, oh no, like we could get started, like we could do this, you know? So that's how we got it. We got involved in it, but nice. that's really cool. You're, you're the business of a uh, fix and flip. Mm -hmm. How long were you guys doing that for? We did that probably, I think maybe five years. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and was it fun? Yeah, it was fun. Well, me, the funny thing for me was some of the houses, this is like, you know, the foreclosures and everything. I would never go into those houses. I felt horrible. Right. But once they gutted it, I was, you know, I was okay. A hundred percent. And I'm I'm designing. I got to do the design portion, which I really love. Like, you know, where's the the kitchen, the layout, you know, the furnishing. So that part was fun for me. Yeah, they can do the hard cool. work and the labor. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> and you know, the 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 other thing that I found to be really uh, fulfilling mm -hmm. was um, all the benefits of yeah. what you're doing for the community, right? Yes. Like when you're going in and you're and you're flipping these homes, mm -hmm. the the benefits to that particular neighborhood Absolutely. is immense. Right. And um, I've seen it firsthand, like just the ones like we we renovated one house and it actually worked out. So this one house had double lots. And so we realized that and we was like, OK, we'll renovate this one. We'll split the lot and then we'll build next door. Hmm. And just to see what happened after we did that, like the neighborhood just kind of like blossomed. Yeah. And it was amazing just to see that because it was not the best neighborhood. A hundred percent. It's amazing what a few flips in, an, in, in, a, in a rough neighborhood will right. do to the pride of the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, they really do. They're, they're like, oh, wow, like this is what this could be. Right. Like what if more houses was like this on our street? 
you know and it happens it also. happens hundred yeah. percent every single every single day um what what are you hoping for with your short-term rental are you are you guys gonna add to your portfolio there are you are you planning on doing more yes I, I definitely want to do more now that the jitters are out and like the scarcity because I really thought like this is my thought I actually did a YouTube video on this I have to to put up but I felt like I was hemorrhaging like money like I was like when is this gonna stop like oh, I was yeah. kind of scared you Doing know the furnishing the furnishing right? the you know getting like your the programs decor, the, the core. everything yeah, yeah. So, but you know, after that, it's like it's perfect now. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great, and 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 it should be, it it should be pro. I mean, our short term rental, like it's, it's been it's been life changing for our family for yeah. sure in a lot of ways. Um, but right now, how I long mean, have you had it? So we've had it. Uh, we closed on it basically was it November or December? Okay, and so not long, yeah. right? Um, but it's it's doing it's doing super super well. It'll pull in about one hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, this year that is absolutely amazing and and that's that's on the low end it yeah. could be closer to because we haven't booked we we had a nine thousand dollar booking for thanksgiving or it's oh, like wow. ninety five hundred dollars for thanksgiving we haven't booked christmas yet we haven't booked you new year's tell yet people what kind of house you have because you're saying nine thousand dollars for thanksgiving like, <laughs> it's, it's not kind of it's not that <laughs> amazing it, it's it honestly it's just in the right place i mean yeah. you know lo locate as with all real estate location location it. location it's pretty amazing yeah well and it is it is it's five it's a five five yeah. you know it's a five five so it's pretty big i want to say it's 32 or 3400 square feet so it's definitely a place where families get together yeah you know and and have it but um but yeah and we could do a whole episode on on, <laughs> on short-term rentals that, that's not that's not i don't want to get sidetracked but yeah. um but yeah no I, i'm i'm happy for you and and I, you. I just want to encourage more agents to get into investing guys right? invest. i don't care if you're buying lots because you may buy a lot for five ten thousand dollars and you see now in greenville you cannot get a lot for less than what maybe sixty seventy thousand dollars so think if you bought bought a lot for ten thousand held on to it and then down the road a hundred percent there you go a hundred percent right yeah hundred percent i mean particularly with our market here in greenville absolutely particularly with with where we live invest guys yeah it, it's a find big your, deal find your way and and if you have questions about that <laughs> ask tanisha <laughs> <laughs> guys uh hopefully this was beneficial to you hopefully you learned a little bit from tanisha's journey and how she's gotten to where she has tanisha i'm so proud of you and i'm proud of your thank team you so and, and it really is amazing to work with you guys thank you for you coming on and being here um and I, I, again i hope this was beneficial to, to at least a few people out there listening right. yeah so guys uh let me know if you have any questions about anything or if we can help you in any way reach out to tanisha tanisha tell everybody where can they find out more information about you um you can go to our website uh thepropertybarllc.com or our social media the property bar on instagram and facebook that's amazing guys yeah. thank you so much until next time hey everyone thanks for listening hopefully this was really helpful to you in your journey of building a business if you like what you heard, please click subscribe and go to iTunes and give us a rating. That helps us out tremendously when we're producing, hopefully, content of huge value to you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, and I hope that you have an amazing week. Go out there and crush it. I'll see you soon.